Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay, and today, the Jelly Belly Factory. I went to meet a listener on Friday night. He was spending time in Sacramento, and my wife and I decided to have a road trip to Sacramento. Said road trip to Sacramento, aside from meeting with my friend, which was very nice, will never be done again, I don't think. We were planning on going this week to Sacramento, and we cancelled based on the trip there. Unfortunately, living in the Bay Area, exiting the Bay Area on a Friday or a Thursday, or really any time after about 4pm, is pretty miserable. And we actually left to go to Sacramento about 11am on Friday, and it took us a number of hours to get there. Far too many hours, in fact. We did make two brief stops. One of them was at the Jelly Belly Factory. The Jelly Belly Factory produces, I think, all the Jelly Bellies in the United States. They are a gourmet jelly bean that have a number of quite curious flavours. I'm not a huge fan of them. get them occasionally as gifts. But my wife has been wanting to go to the Jelly Belly Factory since she was a child. In fact, Jelly Bellies started production in 1976, which is my wife and my birth year. What I didn't realise about the Jelly Belly Factory was how heavily affiliated the Jelly Belly brand was with Ronald Reagan. And I found this rather curious, because I guess I had some sense that there was always candy involved with Ronald Reagan, but I never really understood that it was a very particular kind of candy. When you go on the tour, they show you the Jelly Belly mosaic pictures that they have made of Reagan. I find Reagan a really curious character in American history. He's an example of an individual who has even after his passing, completely rebranded himself at least twice while I have been in this country, which is over the past decade. Thinking of the Reagan legacy, what strikes me is a lot of the problems that we encounter in this particular neighbourhood associated with homeless folk can be attributed to the Reagan era. The curious Iran-Contra scandal, also very, very strange, and something that, after I've known someone in this country for about two weeks, I typically raise as a means of just understanding their particular perspective on the world. My wife was a child through the Reagan presidency, and she was a relatively shielded child. We had some discussion because certainly through my early upbringing, I was not necessarily heavily politicized, but I certainly understood what was going on at the particular time associated with the various political shifts and various other ideas that were occurring while I was a child. And talking to my wife about her experience through the Reagan era and her experience around the various Reagan scandals, I realised that she didn't have the same kind of necessarily politicised childhood, but just a means of understanding what was going on at the time. I think from a relatively early age, I was trained pretty heavily. I mean, my father at the time was studying the neo-Marxist, Weber, these kind of folk. So I was relatively well aware of various political forces, various political ideas. And the thing that struck me about the Iran-Contra scandal at the time was just how completely above the law the president was. And now, as an adult, as an adult who's been in the US for roughly 12 years, if you count it all inclusively, but at least 10 if you count it just directly, I haven't found a president that I really like yet. I think Eisenhower was interesting because of the whole military-industrial complex speech, but nonetheless, I still haven't found a president that I 
feel in any way affiliated with. Washington was curious, Lincoln was curious, they all had their various foibles and they all appeared to be directed from a sense of immense self-power and self-interest. And I think actually when I look at the modern presidents, what I see is individuals that are typically controlled by a wide variety of folk behind the scenes. One of the things I found reading the Star Report at the time that it came out was just how many advisers Clinton had who knew about his various follies but continued to direct him in a way that served their collective ends. And in the case of Reagan, it's relatively clear, certainly after he was shot, but probably even leading into that period of time, that he wasn't fully in the presidency. He was someone who was very mentally withdrawn. He could read speeches, obviously. I mean, he was a career actor. But his actual cognitive interaction with the position of President of the United States was relatively secondary, and instead he had a group of advisers that saw that he rubber-stamped a variety of things, potentially without knowing what they actually were. Reagan is now modelled like a grandfatherly, stately character. But this is a grandfatherly character who allows your uncle to go and sell cocaine so he can gather the money to do various illicit things. And whether or not Reagan was fully cognitively involved with these things, the sheer hypocrisy of the Reagan era rests uneasily with me. When I find people that get misty-eyed associated with the Reagan presidency, at least, you know, in the contemporary context, he was considerably more leftist than Obama is. In fact, if Reagan were here now as president, he would be pretty close to a socialist president compared to many of the alternatives of the late 20th and early 21st century. And I reflect very strongly that Something has just gone very strange associated with the political process. It's all related, in fact, to a story. There's no degree of coherency. There's no notion that these certain things are what defines presidents. The Jelly Belly Factory was like a step back in time. It felt like an exhibit of the 1980s. Our tour guide was very excited. My wife participated in eating Jelly bellies that were supposed to be disgusting for adults and pleasant for children. However, our guide mucked them up, and one of the children got the canned dog food that my wife was supposed to consume. My wife got raspberry wrapped in chocolate instead. I would recommend the Jelly Belly Factory as a curious anomaly, a tourist site that is surprisingly happy and upbeat in the face of the contemporary world. And if you want to try and understand the fantasy of the Reagan presidency, I think the Jelly Belly Factory is a place to visit. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.